Yo, 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 yo. This episode is brought to you by the CraigHoustonPodcast.com. Hey, man, check out the CraigHoustonPodcast.com for your, all your information that you're going to get today on Tesla. I'm going to provide you such insightful informational digest of information that you can take. Check it out. Do your own research. Do your own homework with. But definitely know I'm in the midst of what's going on and I'm going to break it down for you today. So what are we going to talk about when it comes down to Tesla? It's basically this. Tesla delivery numbers came out yesterday. I know it's probably shit a little shocking all through the system for a lot of people, but we're going to break it down for you in a, in a real digestible, contentable way that you can understand the information that they lay out and how it can affect you and your money if you're invested with Tesla or how you can take advantage of the opportunity that it may present you by investing in Tesla. And remember, none of this is never financial advice, but this is just information that I love to kick it with you and let you know about. If you don't know who I am, this is your first time joining me. I'm Craig Houston, obviously the content creator of this show and the host but also, I want you to understand that this is a channel where I actually sit around and I talk to you about financial things that you need to be more aware of in a lot of different ways and a lot of different segments because people like us always need an opportunity to catch up on the financial news and understand how it affects us and how we can make paper off of it, too. As a military veteran as well, too, I love to help my military community. So if you're always looking for an opportunity out there in the world, I love to make sure that you understand the opportunities that advance to you in a lot of different ways. So stay tuned and locked in for those as well as I bring you podcast shows just like that. But in today's episode, we're focused on finance. We're going to get down into it. We're going to break this down a lot more in detail here because I want to make sure that a lot of you get the opportunity to see what is really going on. So let's start with what the production numbers look like. 258,000 vehicles was produced. How many was delivered? 254,000 vehicles, folks. Okay, so... Why is that important? It's important because people like to see growth. All right. As we talk about this in a community wide perspective, people like to see growth quarter over quarter, year over year as well. Okay. So let's talk about this from a growth perspective first. Now, quarter over quarter, previous quarter, Q1, Tesla did a record number of vehicles, 310,000 deliveries, right? 310 thousand deliveries now say quarter over quarter last quarter of last year i mean i'm sorry year over year if you're looking at it from a year over year of q2 perspective tesla did 201 thousand vehicles okay 201 thousand vehicles this year 254 thousand vehicles delivered okay that is a hundred and twenty seven percent gain okay 127% game. Now, you know what's really going to happen, though? People are not going to care about the year-over-year -year number. They're going to look at this from an actual quarter-over-quarter -quarter number, saying that the growth story is starting to change. The growth story is starting to be hindered. And that is fine. That is plausible. Let the haters hate when they want to hate. Here's the reason why I say that to you. It's because you got to look at the realness of what's going on in the world. Supply chains constraint is still an issue. It has not changed. But what also changed during that supply chain constraint? The highly production vehicles that's coming out of the highly produced vehicles that's coming out of China, Shanghai to be exact, was shut down predominantly for about 30 to 40 percent of the quarter. And with those vehicles being shut down, not being able to be produced, 
not being able to be delivered, you obviously, obviously know that this was going to impact the company. So if people did not see that coming in advance, shame on them because they was not reading the tea leaves as they was being produced. The reason why I say this is because got to think about what vehicle has always been carrying the load for a Tesla. The China, the China vehicles, the China produced vehicles, whether that's the Model 3 or the Model Y, they have all been highly produced, highly more bigger margins coming out of those vehicles in China than any other segment around the world. Okay, so let's talk about it, though. Why is this still good news, in my opinion? Because one thing that Tesla did say that stuck out to me in this article was that June 22 was the highest vehicle production month in Tesla's history. Despite ongoing supply challenges and factory shutdowns beyond their control. Folks, they're telling you, thanks China, we appreciate you for having a factory shutdown because it gave us time to focus our efforts in other places. Oh, by the way, we got this factory in Berlin. You might not have heard of it. Giga Berlin. Oh, by the way, you may not be aware that we got this factory in Texas that's opened up. Giga Austin. Hey, by the way, we was going to slowly ramp those vehicles up to get to a production level that we was comfortable with. And then we was going to expand it and go further than that on that production line. Well, obviously with the shutdown, it sounds like Berlin and Austin got an influx of power into the production line. And they started actually producing highly efficient vehicles as well, too. That's what it sounds like to me. And if that is the case, Q3 is going to be explosive. Like, I'm not here trying to, like, sell you anything. Just think about it. Where in the hell did June 2022 get its highest production volume from? The factory, the main factory that's making all the vehicles was shut down for about 30 to 40% of the quarter. So that means that Fremont was killing it already, doing this numbers that it's always done. And now that means Berlin and Austin was doing great numbers as well, too. And to think about this, folks, if those two factors were not online and not producing vehicles, how many vehicles do you really think that would have happened despite the China challenge? I don't think it's many. I don't think it's many. So that is interesting to me that we are seeing that number. I'm interested to see how many days worth of vehicles are actually on the, on the inventory balance when we get the numbers in from the quarter report on July 20th. That's going to be interesting enough to me as well, too. So let's talk about my expectations. Like when it came to my numbers. So this, I had already put my numbers in, in the sand before actually Tesla actually started the quarter for Q2. And basically, I don't change my numbers once that happens. I like to leave my numbers where the X. I like to kind of see what the measuring stick was that I had and what, how close was Tesla to the measuring stick or, the, or demolishing the measuring stick in a lot of ways, right? So Tesla came in about 20% short on my number, okay? So 20% short. I came in with about 312,000 vehicles, 320, somewhere between 312, 315. They came in with 254, so which is fine, but that was about 20% short of the number that I actually had in place. And now I'm looking at for Q3, I'm going with a number of 300,000 vehicles to be produced and delivered, okay? Deliveries is what we really care about. That's the ones that count because that means that they change ownership hands from Tesla to our owner. 
So 300,000 is the number that we're going with, that I'm going with. And like I said, if you want to see those numbers, you want to see those projections, check out the CraigHoustonPodcast.com. I'm going to leave my projection sheet over there, and I'll bring it up for you where you can check it out over there. But right now, with that number that I am actually got penciled in right now at 300,000, that kind of puts me at a range of about 1.1 to 1.17 million vehicles being produced this year by Tesla, which will still beat the 936,000 vehicles delivered last year. Okay, so we'll see. Why do I stay consistent in this number? Because it's like we said before, Gigafactory Berlin, Gigafactory Austin coming on online, actually producing vehicles. Assisting, assisting Tesla in making their highest production month on history just last month in June of 22. I think that is impressive. Now, one of the interesting things here, though, is the demand. Okay. The demand is still there. Folks, I challenge you go to the Tesla website and tell me, comment down below, how many of the vehicles do you see on the Tesla website that if they went out and had to order today, that they would not get into 2023. That's amazing. People are still ordering vehicles and there's such a backlog on certain vehicles that it's out to 2023. So comment down below, which vehicle models are out to 2023 that Tesla is still getting people to purchase, okay? That's important. That's important to me because that tells me that what was gonna lead me to my next point, which is, Will the competition catch up? How in the hell are they catching up when they can't even get started? Tesla is one of the companies that I see where no matter what is going on with a factory, they're able to, you know, switch gears, shift focus, still get the demand to the consumer that they actually looking for and still produce money. How many of these other automotive industries are able to do that? All these automotive companies out here are always talking about they're looking to project these numbers by 2025, 2026. And they haven't even started. That is important to me. Like the proof has to be in the pudding. And at some point in time, you got to shut up and you got to deliver. That is what I mean. Like it's easy for a company to tell you what they're going to do. But when you see a company that's already doing it and exhausting resources to actually stay fluent, and what they're trying to make the promise of consistently got to go with that type of company, right? So, yeah, I think that we are at a crux where you got to believe that Tesla does not have competition just as of yet. Now, I think it's important for there to be competition in the marketplace. So I'm not sitting out here fanboying talking about, oh, I believe Tesla is not going to ever have competition. I welcome the competition. I want to see it because then that's when we start to get these vehicle prices down to levels where the, the consumer can afford them reasonably and take advantage of the reasonable pricing with sustainable energy, with more efficient fueling through, a, obviously, electricity and maybe even help bring down the gasoline toll prices, okay? So... I think that's where we're at. So look for those things as we go forward. If you don't look for those things, then what are you in this game for? Because I don't see Ford catching up right away. I don't see GM catching up right away. Don't see Volkswagen catching up right away. I feel like this is something that is going to be a cascading effect for a while. And Tesla is leading by far. 
Okay, so pay attention to that. So as we keep on rolling down this roller coaster a bit here, right? Let's talk about what's my expectations a bit. So what you're talking about when it comes to expectations is that I believe that this stock has value in it, but the price that is currently trading at right now, $681.79 is not where you're going to find the true value of this company right away. Okay. So if this is what I welcome you to, if you're listening to this on the stream and you're definitely not watching this on YouTube, this is where you want to definitely, when you get a chance, check out the YouTube video because I'm going to break down the technical analysis for you right now, folks. Okay. So let's talk about this a bit here. So as we look at where Tesla's, stock chart right now i had a projection for tesla to go to 848 by its earnings call if it was able to start showing dominance again but the china information that we saw kind of gave me pause and made me realize that maybe this could be a, a, a opportunity for this thing to slide even lower so we always project for both cases we project for if it was to go higher how much higher do i think it can go and if it's going to go lower how lower can it possibly go before it finds a bottom now i know a lot of people say there's never a bottom or anything you can always see it can always go lower all it takes is a bad couple news the articles cycles or whatever to actually make it go lower and that is absolutely true but in this case here's where we're at we got the bad news now the delivery number is not as good quarter over quarter it's damn sure good year over year but let's just add like it isn't so but you'll see i had a projection for this to go to 848 if it was going to be resounding at those numbers, but it was not. So I actually have a measurement to where I believe that this would actually make it. Well, Tesla would possibly retrace back to 564, and they would probably be a trending around 564 around October. Well, fortunately, I don't see that anymore. I see Tesla actually pulling that number back now, going below 600, sub 600, sooner than later, especially on Tuesday. The market may try to sustain this level for a couple days, Tuesday to Wednesday or so, but then impactful by Friday, we will see Tesla below the lower 600s. I, I just see it. I see it because it's one of those things where the market is not, they're going to wait for the news to come in, listen to other analysts' expectations, try to get an understanding of what's going on, and they're going to believe that it's overvalued at this point. And that's going to bring it back down, and we're going to see Tesla trend probably around 650 billion dollar market cap okay so now when that happens that's cool that happens but then i think what you got to be worried about at that point if that 564 floor that i had in is is strong enough to actually hold up that stock at this level now you've seen 564 before you've seen it at, in may of 2021 you've seen it in march of 2021 you've seen it over in december of 2020 and you've seen it early december 2020 we've seen this level before but the level that I'm watching right now is right above 404. And here's the reason why, folks. There's a gap here between Tesla at 433 and 413, where I believe that if the pressure starts to get resounding, the market calculation, market caps don't really matter at this point. But if we're looking at recessionary talks continuing, the Fed still increasing rate hikes like they are, we get to a point where we stay in a bear market in the S&P 500 longer than expected. You're going to see Tesla slide through that gap, right? That 404. And it may bottom out at 400. It may even go lower to about 380, okay? But that's when we start to get to where you may start to see fair value 
for this stock. Now, you call it a post split. You could probably be seeing around 125, 130, or trending up towards 250. That's my expectations on the stock. Like I said, if you listen to this on stream, definitely check it out, the YouTube video as well, because you need to see the chart if you haven't paid attention to the chart. This is something that you may want to check out to kind of see where your buying opportunities are here. So if I'm an investor, how do I want to play this? How do I look at this? How do I take the information that I know about this company right now, the beat down that I'm probably taking if I invested recently in this company, and actually how do I navigate the waters until all this clears out of the market? To me, the one thing that you have to figure out, and like I said, this is never financial advice. You have to know personally yourself that if you're investing for a five-year horizon, you got to give yourself the opportunity for that five-year horizon, okay? Sometimes you have to deal with the pain. Can you continuously buy the dip all the time? No, you can't. But you got to understand what level you can actually get in on certain companies. And when you believe in the company, if you believe in Tesla, then you already know you're, you're, you've you got to give it time to actually deal with the volatility in the market that you're going to experience. Uh, I can tell you that the balance sheet is not going to be helped by by crypto tanking like it is. So Bitcoin is going to be a little bit of a flux in this balance sheet as well. But full self-driving could also increase the revenue that you could see in the balance sheet. So all this is going to be a weird situation. But I do think that if you have that same marker of a five to 10 year outlook, you're in the justified position. This is an opportunity to add to your position at lower pricing before Tesla actually finds the floor and then reverses course and goes higher. So got to balance that out with what your expectation is. Now, if you got in at 900 or so, you're already down. So really and truly, this is an opportunity to, to bring your cost average down, but you should never be looking at dollar cost averaging as the only reason why you're investing in a company. You want to look at the reasons why the intangibles are the same. Are the intangibles getting better or are the, are the intangibles getting weaker? So in this case, is Tesla still delivering vehicles? Are they delivering more vehicles than any of their competitors when it comes to all electric vehicles? Or are they still delivering vehicles that's at a higher price point than most of the median average vehicles that other companies? Those are the things that you need to worry about. What is the gross profit margin that Tesla's still seeing? Those are things that I would be worried about when it comes to intangibles. I wouldn't be worried about if they missed I won't even say they missed on a quarter. I know analysts' expectations are going to have it missing, but did they really miss when they are putting up numbers that other people can't? And this number is going to traject towards 1 million vehicles another year, record year, in delivered vehicles. So those are the things that I look at when it comes down to it. So would I be worried about this investment? I would not. Would I be looking for an opportunity to continue to invest in this type of company if it gives me the buying opportunity that it's presenting itself with now? Absolutely. Those are the things that I would pay attention to. Right now, this stock is going to get beamed down and it's expected. So if you do see a quick rally in the stock, do not get caught chasing because if you get caught chasing, you could get burned. Okay. So, but you obviously know it's your money. You do what you need to, however you feel, whenever you feel like it. I'm just here to let you know how I look at things. So that's the video for today. That is the stream for today. I hope that you enjoyed this content. And if you have, definitely if you're listening to this on any one of your favorite streaming services, definitely leave your boy a five-star review and a review of the show, please. It helps build out the show to a national-wide audience to get people to listen in more. And if you're definitely looking at this on YouTube, definitely hit that like button. 
don't forget to subscribe and go ahead and bang that notification bell so that way you can be notified each and every time we bring a new upload to you. So, it's been your boy Craig. Y'all stay safe. Peace.